A guy walks into a bar and he's got a frog on his head. The bartender says, what's up with that? And the frog says, I don't know, man. This started out as a wart on my butt. I'm Ansie McLean, and this is Resisting Enlightenment. This is the podcast that unwisely revisits our most awkward, embarrassing moments and offers nothing but the impotent act of commiseration. This episode, I talk with my buddy Spoons about girls, fear, and the glorious masculinity of John Davidson. Hey, everybody. It's Resistance and Enlightenment. Were you afraid of girls? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, Why? absolutely. Why? I don't know. They were so different. They were so different <laughs> from me. They, they Just are, alien. Girls are very different than you know? Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So I mean, true. well, I mean, you know, you just knew at an early age, it's like, it was like, okay, so, so that dude over there, that guy's kind of a bully, you know, and that dude over there, he seems kind of cool, you know, but that girl over there, she could destroy me. If I say the wrong <laughs> word, you just know, yeah. you know, and like, oh my probably God. Probably has. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Did that ever happen to you? Did, did a girl cut you to the core with words or a look or something that made you fearful in any way? Yeah, it was more probably, you know, as you get older, you go, I was probably my own insecurities or, or whatever, you know, but boy, as a, as a kid, boy, those things, those things mean so much. It was real. Yeah. I mean, I had some really embarrassing moments, times where girls looked at me like I was just a weirdo. And every nerd has moments like that when they can say, you know, that was the moment I got into Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you know, or whatever. I was afraid of girls in like a big way. Okay. And I'm not really sure why. Hmm. Have you ever have you ever said the wrong thing like the wrong words came out and that was the last thing she ever heard and you just went oh my god i just i just screwed this up yeah i hope i get a chance to do this over and explain what it was that i was really trying to say yeah now this is this is a a story about saying the wrong thing and and really not getting the opportunity to to do it over to explain what it was that you were really trying to say right right Okay, so I asked a girl named Sarah, not her real name. Okay, I asked Sarah out, went to my high school, and we were friends. And uh, I got up the nerve to say, you know, hey, what are you doing this Friday night? But see, I was so nervous and awkward talking to girls. I it had to be masked in something. And so this is the late 70s. And Steve Martin is the shit. Okay, so it, all yeah. of us could imitate Steve Martin at the drop of a hat. You, everybody had this stuff memorized, you know, switching his shoulders back and forth, going, "Oh no!" <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And so, um, in order to ask this uh, a Sarah gal out, I had to mimic Steve Martin in order to get through my shtick, yeah, which I had rehearsed. <laughs> I'd asked a few girls out and it didn't go well. And this was just another attempt. And, you know, and so 
I just went up to her, it was Monday or Tuesday, and said, you know, hey, I think you and you and me need to go out on the town. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, yeah, I think we should too. You know, it was like recognizing the Steve Martin thing. Yeah. And we was just back and forth for a few minutes there in the hallway in between classes. Hey, all right. You know, so hey, pick you up Friday? She's like, yeah, you bet. Pick me up Friday, 6 p.m. Yeah, woo, all right, you know. And I don't even know if anything was that nailed down. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Friday was mentioned. And so I'm like, okay, cool. That went well. And we both kind of giggled off, you know. And Thursday rolls up. Okay. And I've told all my friends about this, right? I mean, all, like most of my friends know that I'm taking this Sarah out on Friday. I'm nervous and everything. I, I cleaned my car, man. I detailed my car. That's serious. It's huge. Yeah, that's huge. As if a you're, teenager, that's huge. <laughs> you know, I spent a good six hours, you know, cleaning my car up. So I was that excited about, you know, the date. And so Thursday at school uh, rolls up and I wait till the afternoon. I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to like harass her, you know, by constantly reminding her that we have a date for Friday. You know, I'm going to be cool about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I go up to her and I go, hey, so I'm pulling this Steve Martin because that's where we left off with all that, right? Uh, uh, uh. That's and where I'm you like, bonded. Yeah, right? Bonded so I'm like, oh, that's how I asked her out. So I want to pick up on that right now. So, hey, <laughs> so hey, pick you up Friday, pick you up tomorrow, five o'clock. You know, hey, all right. I'm a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> And she gets this, like, she freezes and looks at me. And she's looking at all my body language and looking in my face and looking in my eyes and then back to the body language. And man, and she looks at me and, <laughs> and she goes, were you serious? Oh, God. I'm at my dad's this weekend. And at the moment she says that. Oh. Uh, what, what was, what was well, the feeling? This is you know, the tears of a clown thing, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like going, okay, so inside I'm dying inside. I'm crushed. Oh. You know, I'm like, Oh crap. Okay. All right. I get, it. but outside I'm like, I immediately like right on the heels of her. I, I'm like, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. And she's oh. like relieved and laughs. She smacks me on the arm, you know, she says, oh, I should have known better, you know, and just this whole thing. And um, we laughed about it. Did a little more Steve Martin riff with oh. each other. And then she leaves again. And <laughs> I'm devastated. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That feeling, man. That feeling of just hopelessness, right? <laughs> oh. So what did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs> Just do a better impersonation next time. <laughs> I started impersonating George Carlin. Yeah, there <laughs> you that go. worked a little better for yeah. me, I guess. <laughs> you get a different kind of of girl with with George Carlin's humor. <laughs> right, right. A little a little darker, a little more. <laughs> yeah. Fatalistic. Yes, know. there you go. Uh. LMA. <laughs>
up. It depends upon her mood that day. Ella may, Ella may not, but Ella may. I got a funny feeling, got a lump in my throat. I'm half afraid of what she might say. I've been the silly fool in this cruel little game she plays. Ella may, Ella may not, but Ella may. I wanna take her dancing by the light of the stars. She might, it's kinda hard to say. Her moods ebb and flow, come and go with the waves on the bay. She's a blessing in a blue denim dress Like the petals on a daisy It's to anybody's guess Ella May Ella May not Ella May Now don't know why I love her Keeps me walking on eggs For some crazy reason I stay You know what I mean If you've seen a baby not get its way Ella may, Ella may not, but Ella may. Ella may, Ella may not, but Ella may. Have you always been like a class clown kind of oh yeah kind of person? We've had a couple of matriarchal and and uh, beautiful people in our family pass away in the last few years, and when that happens, there's a flurry of family photos that get passed around and shared, and I just love those, you know. So I saw all these pictures of me as a kid, and in every one of them, I'm like, it looks like I'm making somebody laugh or saying yeah. something funny for the camera. Yeah. You know, everybody's laughing in the photo, so I guess it must have worked, but it was just nice um, to hear people laugh when I was a kid. I yeah. loved my aunt's laughter. I'd be tucked in bed and drifting off and not being able to go to sleep, and I'd hear my, my grandma, my mom, my aunts out there playing cards and laughing at stories or something. That's kind of like my soul food, you know? Yeah. And um, he, hearing people laugh and making people laugh is so in my core mm. that I couldn't, I, uh, I could no more separate that from my need for food or water, you know, mm. or bourbon, just depending. <laughs> yeah, that's, <sighs> that's interesting. I mean, that's, I wouldn't say that's a fear of mine, but that's, not something that's in my wheelhouse you know yeah. just being able to just kind of act the fool you know jump around and 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 make people people laugh in that way which, well no your humor man i mean you're one of the funniest guys i know i do like making people laugh but but the uh but the physical comedy <laughs> yeah. side of that that's I tougher like, and tougher yeah. as you get older 
<laughs> yeah, there's some limitations to that, I guess, you know. Yeah. That's not something in my wheelhouse. I wouldn't want somebody, you know, laughing at me for that, for that reason, you know. Up in a tree, out on a limb, saying a prayer, singing a hymn, holding on for dear life, the wind like a train in my ears. All like a dream when I was down there, my feet on the ground, the devil may care, but I wouldn't trade a thing for the climb I've been on all these years. I heard all the stories about climbing too high, the wind is too strong, sun will fall and you'll die, but nobody mentioned this beautiful view, and words are too weak to describe it to you. Well, the wind does get stronger the higher you go. The branches get shaky, you'll sway to and fro. And each step you take is like walking a tightrope through time. Well, those first few are easy when you're close to the ground. But up here it gets scary and you don't dare look down. We see more, we love more, we risk more the higher we climb. There are people I know, and you know some too. They're not much for climbing and trying anything new. They walk under trees with their eyes cast down. Each step so careful, they're safe on the ground. Well, we were all climbers when I was a kid. When you lived in a small town, it's just something you did. But when puberty hit, priorities changed, no surprise. And my friends all stopped climbing, but that wasn't me. If I liked a girl, I'd help her climb a tall tree. And we'd look out at the horizon, I'd watch the sunset in her eyes. A boy can sure learn. A lot about a girl on the branch of a tree at the top of the world. What she holds on to when the wind starts to blow. Is she up for adventure? That's a good thing to know. Up in a tree, out on a limb, saying a prayer, singing a hymn. Holding on for dear life, the wind like a train in my ears. Hey, that's living, honey, we're living the dream. Hey, that's living, honey, we're living the So that's right. Then right. that's been my story from the time, as, as far as I can remember. You know, mm. somebody fumbling, you know, getting in his own way and fumbling through all this stuff. And and certainly, you know, getting in your own way is 
yeah, that's a that's a profound idea. If you can if you can acknowledge it, if you know that you're getting in your own way, that's that the, that's, that's the hard trick. part, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, then you can fix it, right? If you don't know, if you're not aware, yeah. there's nothing you can fix because nothing needs to be fixed as far as you're concerned, right? I'm doing just fine. Yeah, <laughs> you're I'm tripping over your ass. own shoelaces. Yeah. You don't even know it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. an asshole, total <laughs> asshole, maybe, but. Nothing that I see needs to be fixed. You know? Well, that's that's what good friends are for. That's why that's you need what good friends fr- are for. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> sorry for that. I am so sorry for that. If that has stuck in anyone's head out there, I apologize. That was Dion Warwick, though. That was her part. It right? was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elton John. And yeah. uh, didn't uh, was John Davidson in that? <laughs> John Davidson. That's a little early. Okay, so he's he's still around, right? Yeah. What was that dude? Wait, wasn't he on? Um, he was on some like, like that's incredible. Wasn't that John Davidson? Wasn't he he on that? Oh, I remember that show. Yeah. Maybe he. I think he hosted it or something. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to have John Davidson fact. Look up John Davidson, y'all. Very handsome man. Two of the deepest dimples I've ever seen on a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful man. Beautiful man. Square jaw. Beautiful John Davidson. John Davidson. Had the hair going on. Man. Dapper man. Ooh, baby. (laughs) I'll bet he's probably in the 70s. I'll bet he's still freaking beautiful, man. Yeah. He wears his shirts open. Yes. Gold chains. Was John Davidson a gold chain kind of guy? Yeah. I I think he might have had a few. That might have been a little... A little more Bobby Sherman. I'm gonna have to look up a lot of but stuff about John Davidson. But he was also like, you know, he's an actor. He was a musician. He sang, played guitar. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good old John Davidson. Thank you, John, for your service, for your good work, for giving us all those wonderful hours of wonderful entertainment and narration of. That's incredible. Not your 
daddy may have wanted a boy But I have everything I could want in a woman What did you think I was singing about? Oh no, 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 no Daddy just wanted a boy Daddy just wanted a It's, it's that's a fun track. I, I still enjoy listening to that. I don't listen to my own music very often, but that's one that can you know I can listen all the way through. Um, I had a lot of fun doing that. That's actually the demo uh, recording, which I had. Um, you, you know, a lot of times an artist will will do demos. It might just be simple guitar vocals or whatever. You take it into the studio and let the band hear it, and they chart it, and then everybody works on it. Um, and we did do a, a studio version of that song. And um, I just remember listening back uh, weeks later as we were mixing. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't have the punch or the life that the demo had. So I, I actually just used the demo on the album. And that's me playing everything, the keyboards and the bass and, and the you know, lead guitar and everything. It's, it's, um, it, it took me hours and hours to do that because I'm not a lead guitar player. Uh, or a keyboard player for that matter. But uh, it was just fun, and um, that whole album, Living the Dream, was all but a couple tracks were done like that. It was me um, under headphones and playing all the all the instruments. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I really learned a lot about myself as a writer and uh, as a musician uh, working on that album. It's still one of my favorites. And... Um, out of what the 20 albums that I've recorded. Well, I want to thank my buddy Spoons for hanging out with me and uh, sharing all his good mojo once again. He's a busy guy. He's such a good drummer. He's in great demand here in Nashville, and it's hard for us to grab time to do these things, but we always have a good time, and uh, uh, thank you, Spoons. And thanks to the musicians and engineers who make me sound so good on these songs that I play for you. I've worked with hundreds over the past 25 years, and I've learned so much from all of them. The song you heard earlier in the podcast, Ella May, is off my Time Sweetened Lies album, and that awesome piano playing uh, that you hear on that song is my dear friend, Polly Zarb, who now lives and works in England. He's a gift. He really is. Everyone deserves to meet this guy and get to know him. And of course, the great guitar playing you hear on that song is by the legendary Tommy Emanuel. Uh, who's been a good friend and mentor to me. Time Sweet and Lies was the first time we worked together, uh, the early 2000s. And as busy as he was, 
he gave me a whole weekend of his time and he plays guitar all over that album and my second solo project limited edition prince spelled p-r-i-n-c-e uh tommy's always been generous with me and so supportive of my music and uh, that was just another uh instance of his generosity in my life and i am forever grateful um oh, that's also his unmistakable laugh at the end of that song uh where uh, where he laughs at the uh, at that last guitar strum there as always visit my website at unhitched.com i gotta plug that that's why i'm doing these podcasts I'm trying to make folks more aware of what I'm doing. Uh, You can get my artwork, my writing, my books, uh, and my music right there at unhitched.com, like unhitching a trailer. Thank you all for being there. I appreciate you, cousins. Take care of each other. Use your powers for good and enjoy the ride. We'll see you next time on Resisting Enlightenment. So what did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't learn a damn thing. <laughs>